Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. Skiz, I didn't expect this to happen. We're back again with another guest. And uh, as usual, we like to always kind of amp things up a little bit. Yeah. So we didn't just bring one guest in. No, we turned it we up. We have two. We got two. Guests today. Welcome, Evan and Caitlin. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. This is great. This is, this is super exciting because <laughs> um, up until this point, like we've featured mostly like Minecraft-centric content creators and you're actually like the first guests that we've had that are more outside the just minecraft realm you yeah. do a little bit more than that Fun. why don't you tell our audience what you guys do on the tubes of you oh gosh um a lot of different things probably too much um our our main channel is uh we do like diy we make stuff um usually like not practical stuff at all you don't um, think that a thousand wick candle is practical? <laughs> it won't be from ten feet away. It's practical if you want a sixty pound bonfire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we do like um like a mood ring toilet or we made the velvet keyboard. We do a lot of resin stuff. Um and then we also uh have our gaming content, um, where we do a variety of, of games, stream live on Twitch and then we put it on YouTube. And then we have another channel, the second channel, where we do um all Whatever the stuff that want. doesn't fit anywhere else. <laughs> so, like cooking videos, or we went ghost hunting recently. Oh, oh I want to do that so like that. bad. You're making me jealous. It was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and if it, if it wasn't obvious, we we are a husband and wife team. We are married. That's one of the reasons why we started, you know, this channel and these channels. We wanted to spend more time together. And you know, uh, <clears throat> I I was just sitting at work one day, and I had like a realization, like. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be spending the most of my life working. I wasn't really happy there and I wanted to spend more time with Caitlin. And so we made it happen. Man, that is I got to tell you, that that's a very very sweet story. I love it. there's like uh, there's a I I would venture most marriages they would not want to work together. And <laughs> and that's and I've I've seen it go as bad as it goes. You know what I mean mm. when people try to do that. So when I see what you guys do and what you guys come out with and the results I'm just watching. I'm like, this is a magical dynamic they have. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Obviously, it's a married couple. You guys are going to have your own little private problems or whatever, like every married couple on the planet. But now they're still in their honeymoon phase. That's what <laughs> I saw them on we're, stream we're, kissing we're up on it. each other. You guys <laughs> very much. I love it. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's actually that's a good question. How long you guys been married? Uh, nine years. Okay. Wow. This, yeah. See, dude, this is good. You okay. guys, you be you. I love it. <laughs> um, I want to ask you. So I'm really looking forward to this podcast because when I watch some of the things that you guys do, it just all these questions just conjure up in my mind. And one of them is I got to ask. I, it's not like you guys are just making little knickknacks. You guys are getting in there doing some really crafty, really uh, skill set heavy stuff to the point to where at one point you're kind of wearing hazmat suits and I, I as i'm watching this i'm like i clearly would have poisoned myself i would not have thought to put this on yeah. what is it that you're working with to where you have to protect yourself like that uh usually it's resin um that we're working with that uh we wear we like to call them our space helmets <laughs> um but we, we sometimes do like we try to make clear wood where we were using kind of very uh vaporous chemicals and also there's a lot of yeah we what work we with do. those too yeah there's a lot of what we do we do it because we're making videos, not necessarily because the situation requires it. Like a lot of times, so many chemicals, you just need to go outside, work 
in the breeze and the sun and, and everything's okay. Or but, you could just wear like a little ventilator. Yeah, like yeah but there's a mask one. There's but for two us, issues, yeah. Yeah, for us, because we're filming a video, we realize like, you know, we like having the more controlled setting of a workshop. We don't really like going outside. We don't want to like, you know, show off the outside of our house or and like good lighting our neighborhood. And everything like that. Yeah. Um we don't uh wanna have unreliable lighting because we used to only have the sun and mm. uh that that was not the best for for filming um so we want to be inside so the outside option next we did use the little masks for a while but then we realized like you can't see our faces when we're doing mm. that so either way like the audio is not great either it's muffled from a mask or with the space helmets there's like a fan that runs oh, wow. in here. but with the space helmets you can see our face and so it's a little bit easier to like follow along like if you can see our mouths moving it's easier to understand what we're saying you can see our expressions and so they're definitely overkill than what like someone just doing this as a hobby would need um but for us because we're filming it it makes sense yeah there's a time where caitlin was working with a big bag of glitter and anyone who's worked with the glitter knows once you spill oh. a little bit of glitter <laughs> oh, yeah. it's with you Forever. Yes, it is. And she she was scooping out some glitter from there, and she ended up pouring half the bag out. In my defense, <laughs> we were live streaming. We were live streaming a resin pour, and so I looked to chat, and I my hand just tilted, and I poured <laughs> the whole bag out. But because we were wearing our space helmets, Evan and Evan was filming me. Like he caught my expression of just like terror when I realized exactly what had happened. But that's just one of those things where like if, you know, two thirds of my face had been covered by a mask, it doesn't come across in the yes. video like how, <laughs> you know, awful I felt in that moment yeah. spilling that bag of glitter. So. Well, I mean, I'm sure that w w when you guys, if you were playing Minecraft just yourself with no one watching, you would do things a lot differently than if you were streaming or creating yep. content, mm -hmm. yep. you know? I mean, I think the same thing applies to some real world IRL stuff too, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. you know, you bring up a good point because when COVID was uh, in full effect and everybody was wearing masks, that's when I uh, learned how much I relied on reading people's faces. You know, when I, when I was, when yeah. I'm in conversation with somebody, I am, I didn't know it, but I am, I, we all do it. I am constantly reading their face to really understand how much does it match what they're actually saying. Next thing I know, my superpower is gone. I can't see their face. <laughs> I don't know what they're actually thinking. <laughs> but also, yeah. we, we got some feedback when we switched to these masks, um, like the, the uh, heart of hearing community or the deaf community really relies on mouth movement to help understand speech. Yes. So I think that that, that you know, again, just because we're creating content, that's a, a helpful thing. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, I can uh, imagine uh, by this point, people are, are kind of wondering, like, how did this come together? Right. Like Imp and Skiz <laughs> from oh, yeah, Minecraft yeah. world and Evan and Caitlin. Uh, and, you know, you have gaming, but mainly the DIY stuff. Um, how in the world did we meet? I, I, if I recall, it was started <laughs> like on Twitch. I think you guys popped up in my chat one day. And yeah. next thing I know, my viewers were kind of freaking out a little bit that your names popped up. And I was like, oh, are they famous like i go to, and then i look you guys up and i'm like oh they are yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. so since then we've been kind of like lurking in each other's streams and stuff and and but like how did that how'd you guys end up in in my chat that day well i think the long story is um you know i'll, I'll kind of go back to a, a small degree we started playing minecraft um and uh we have a few different minecraft series so i i'm a, i we both like minecraft and um i was actually looking up some tutorials and I found 
you know, some wonderful tutorials from Impulse. <laughs> and um, uh, that's how I found you originally. And then I was just kind of browsing around Twitch. I, I saw, oh, I, I know Impulse. So that's why I, why I popped in there. That's yeah. awesome. Wow, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then since then, it was like, uh, I, I started kind of watching you guys. You started just playing uh, a modded Minecraft where you like threw every mod you could find in and just said, let's, <laughs> let's just figure it out. And uh, I was watching that and I was like, man, I, I hope someday I can, I can like get in touch with you guys and, and we can maybe do something together because it just seemed like a perfect opportunity to, to take like two different realms of YouTube and, and just like meet each other yeah. and get to know each other. Love that. And yeah. Here yeah. Now you're on our I mean, podcast, which is awesome. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Thanks for having us. Just, just maybe you guys don't watch the first season of our Minecraft because <laughs> don't we, watch that. we were like, we went in completely like zero experience. Um, we didn't know how to cook food. We didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> so, so the first season was us, just us like, figuring out Minecraft and experiencing Minecraft from like the absolute beginner perspective. I think the entire first episode was like, I got lost from you and I didn't understand <laughs> how to use the coordinates. And so I'm just lost and dying the entire time. And I like, didn't understand. I, I was like, uh, how do we, like, how do you, how do you play a game? There's not like levels. Like there's not. Caitlin went in so like, skeptical need, of Minecraft. Yeah. She was. I, I need gold. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand. And then it ended up being, you know, one of my favorite games. We played multiple seasons. Um, yeah. That's awesome. There's, but, there's yeah. something endearing though, about that experience, about learning on camera for, for other people. Like it, then they can feel like, oh, it's normal to be kind of lost at this game when you first fire it up mm -hmm. and then watch other people like and how they learn the game as it goes along. So because it's also it can be overwhelming. Like if you jumped in and you're like, OK, this mod, this mod, this mod, this mod, and you know everything about it. And they're just like, what? So I, I think it's actually the better way to do it. So your viewers can kind of like stay with you and learn with you, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, we try to apply that um, to our other content as well. Like so often we're trying something new for the first time. Um, and, you know, we have like a like a library of skills and knowledge at this point that we can pull on. But like one of our favorite things is to find like a new craft or a new technique material we haven't done before and, you know, figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. So because I do think that like, oh, sorry. No, no, you go. You go. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think, uh, especially for our type of channel where like we're not trying to be instructional um like we just want to like uh cultivate hangout vibes basically and i feel like when you're um trying something new for the first time um there's just a lot more to like react to mm -hmm. yeah. um and you're having more genuine reactions and i think it leads to more energy absolutely content i think that apply that can apply to a lot of things. well yeah. you talked about how like you guys have picked up all these different skill sets along the way in in regards to what you do because i'm really interested in your diy stuff and when I see what you guys are doing, I, I mentioned earlier, you're not just tinkering around. It's it's while you guys are having fun, it's a great energy. It's a very kind of a lovable experience. It's not lost on the audience. Th these are very skilled people. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of different types of skills that you have to the point to where I'm like, what, what is happening? How, how do these two people come together who are both so unbelievably talented in this crafty world? So walk me through a little bit of the process of what it is when you kind of have to learn a new skill set or a tackle something that you haven't really gone for before. Well, I think that uh, we come from two kind of complementary backgrounds. I come from mechanical engineering and the engineering like field in general. I studied a lot of different ones. And Caitlin... As a graphic designer. But she's also just like a great artist. So a lot of what we do are, you know, either technical or relating to art. And we both kind of bring 
our skill set to that. Um, yeah. So that was kind of our starting foundation. I, I will say um, it seems like an overwhelming amount of like tools and, you know, like types of materials we use and stuff like that now. Um, in the beginning, it it obviously wasn't that much and we've just added to it and added to it. Um, so, you know, we started making things. This was before the channel in our apartment. We started like building stuff for our wedding. Oh. Um, and then actually before we got married, we bought a house and then we were <laughs> fixing up the house. That was also before the channel. So we kind of like were learning what we needed to learn as we went. Um, and then each time we each time we add something new to the channel, it's just like, you know, maybe one or two new skills we're learning for that video. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 not as intimidating and evan often will take on the bulk of like researching for most of those he's kind of like he's our pre-production i'm our post-production <laughs> <laughs> kind of um but he'll he'll take on like figuring out what tools we need to get like pulling up youtube tutorials um because everything we learn is from youtube <laughs> yeah and <laughs> um and sometimes like it, it will take days i mean there might yeah. be you know multiple days worth of effort before we even start filming the video mm. you know yeah. like doing the 3D modeling or ordering all of the components or even doing some small scale tests. Um, <clears throat> you know, that that's kind of like my job duty. And you guys have come up with a, a vast array of different ideas on your channel, anywhere from a giant hamster wheel for your cat to trying to preserve a pumpkin in resin. <laughs> How on earth do you guys come up with these ideas? And second part to this question is, how's the pumpkin doing? <laughs> Okay, so we um we have the pumpkins. Do you here, really? No. You would like to see. Oh. So two, you know, we have two that survived. Um, this is our year our year one pumpkin didn't make it. Our year one pumpkin uh, perished horribly. Year two is bean. <laughs> wow. He's Man. still here. He's still covered in resin. Yeah. Um, he's a little crusty. Other than that, he's okay. We give him like a new coat of resin each year, just <laughs> yeah. to like, you know. Just in case. That's awesome. He's, he's the one that we dehydrated with yeah, like so salt and, and everything. So, you know, wow. he he he's still as he was when we resined him. I apologize for the audio uh. only listeners. Oh, yeah, no, this is perfect. But, They're going to have to come but, to YouTube yeah. now and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But so, have... so the, 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 you know, the second year pumpkin is, is still looking good. Um, uh, this he's not, we have him on a rolly cart. Should we try to lift him? Oh, How geez. heavy is that Meatball thing? Meatball's so together. heavy. Meatball's really so heavy. Meatball. Um, I love so the his name. name is Meatball. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what? Oh, gosh. And don't drop that. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. It is a solid so cube of resin. That is insane. Yeah. He probably weighs, like, what, Crazy. 100 pounds? No, he's not 100 pounds, but I mean, he's, he's, like... He's a very heavy, He's, like, heavy 60 boy. pounds, maybe. He's a big boy. Wow. Um, <laughs> and he has turned... I mean, he looks about the same as he did when we covered him, but he's not, he doesn't look too great in there. He's like, <laughs> half of him is like quite white. Oh, there's like liquid oh, there's sloshing liquid. around. Oh, is there my liquid gosh. in there? I was going to say, like, I was expecting yeah. like mold and, and it just to be nasty by now, but no, it's preserved <laughs> wow. really well. That's insane. So I think the, liquid, the surprise with the year three pumpkin. So for, for those who didn't, you know, know about the video and watch it, we, we carved a pumpkin, we set it inside of a box. And over the course of about a week, we poured in layer after layer of resin because you can only pour so much resin in at a time. This is meatball, the one you just The meatball, showed. yeah. Um, but as we are pouring the resin, um, he started uh, decomposing. Decomposing uh, before we, so we like fully encapsulated him. The bottom section him. of him is like well preserved, and the top section is not. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting over the years. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but going back to your original question, like how do we come up with our ideas? I, I think it's like, well, well, one thing, we come up with ideas faster than we can create mm. them. So we always have a really long list. Um, we have like literally hundreds of ideas on the list. Um, and a big thing we think about is like, what would be fun for us to tackle? Um, because if it's not fun for us, it's it's not going to be that fun of a video. So like the process itself needs to be fun. Mm. Um, we also want it to appeal to the YouTube audience, you know, not not just our subscribers, not just people who know us, mm -hmm. but people who don't know us and who might be intrigued by the the video concept and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, so we try to come up with something that's like a little weird or might wonder like, okay, I'm seeing this thing in the thumbnail. I have no idea how that would be made. How do you make that? And then we also um, want to choose things that are doable. And those are kind of the three. That's our Venn diagram. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're excited about it. Um, hopefully someone will click on it. And then it's also doable. We have some ideas that, like, would take a year, you know? Like, so that doesn't really fall into the doable yeah. category for us but, right now. But we, we, we still keep it on the list because maybe yeah. some element from that might be used somewhere yeah. else. Or maybe we can buy the most time-consuming component that's not as interesting and then, you know, do the interesting part ourselves so to make it more usable. Yeah. So we, we don't throw away ideas. That's why the idea list keeps on growing. It's at 600 oh right now. I just, oh my God. I have this vision in my head that they're just sitting at the dinner table, eating dinner together and just bouncing ideas yeah. off of each other the entire time. Yeah. Is that what it's like? <laughs> it, it is often stuff Sometimes. like that. Like we'll go on walks or like we'll, I, I, honestly, a lot of times we're not necessarily trying to brainstorm. We'll just see something that will trigger an idea or like, you know, for whatever reason, like two elements of past videos will come together and we're like, oh, we should combine things way um you know you, and uh so yeah, you guys like okay these ideas are, are fantastic and they're so much fun to watch and i want to talk a little bit about the resin keyboard because it, it ties into a very specific question i have, right I have. you actually have it let me see look yeah, at the one that we use at this computer that thing, oh it's you're actually using it it's a functional oh it's a functioning oh. keyboard they made every single key I mean, you guys were literally using tools that I'm like, I didn't know a tool like that existed. Wow. There was like an uh, an X Y Z drill that they used to actually carve in the little the the numbers on on each key. It was just oh, amazing, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I loved how it just kept flying off the machine, and you finally had enough. You're like, I'm just taping it on. But uh, so I, I'm checking this out, and it got me thinking. Much like the Minecraft world, there's been times where I'll take on a project, and I just sort of be, find myself pot committed. And I'm, I'm past the point of no return. I've got to finish this project. But a big part of me is like, what have I done here? I've bit off more than I can chew. Do you, th It's got to be a 10 times harder in the physical world. And it felt like the keyboard, uh, the resin keyboard was kind of in, in that alley. Tell me, did you guys feel like you wanted to throw in the flag? And have you ever thrown in the flag? So, like, we definitely do sometimes have that feeling of biting off more than we can chew. I, I don't think we've ever thrown in the flag when we got to a, like that far into a project. Sometimes during like Evan's initial testing of things before we've actually started filming anything, you know, we'll have something that we thought was doable and then realize like this, like we don't have the capabilities to do this right or now. Or it's just like not enough meat in the idea. Like the, the video would be over too quick mm. or there isn't enough there there, you know? Yeah. Um, we typically don't grab anything once we're pretty far into it now the thing that does happen um is that we run out of time to keep putting time into it because like you know this resin keyboard there's so many more things i would do differently now 
Like if we weren't making a YouTube video, I might redo all the keys and add glitter to them. I might like, um, you know, do uh, like there's so many different things. Yeah. And some of that does get captured. For example, just using the resin keyboard as an example, again, we weren't initially going to carve all of the keys. Mm. Um, we were just going to leave them solid and blank because that was way easier. And then we we're like, ah, it'd be so cool. So we added it in. But we don't have time to add everything. So that's kind of the part we have to give up is like, we can't, we usually can't bring whatever vision or idea we have to like its full completion point. Yeah. Which yeah. is a struggle, especially as a perfectionist. Because <laughs> um, there's just not time or like it would start getting really not interesting to watch. Because mm. um, it would start getting really repetitive. If you just start like redoing things and redoing things and redoing things till it's perfect, like that gets boring, you yeah. know? But one thing that we do tell each, uh, you know, it's like kind of a little bit of a philosophy that we have, like, when things go wrong in the project, usually, for the most part, that makes the video more interesting. Yes, yeah. so, agreed. So, you know, when, when things go wrong, we're like, okay, bad for us in the moment, but good for the video. And in the end, the video is the main thing we're making. Yes, we're also making, like, physical things that are the end product of the video. But, like, the thing that, like, we have some of the most pride in is the video that we're making. Like, was it a good experience? for people watching it was it a fun video and i think that you know it's hard to be a youtuber if you don't like making videos right yeah <laughs> yeah you picked the wrong craft at that point <laughs> i can imagine you guys learn yeah. a lot through the process of each thing that you do that by the end of it you're like i want to do it again because it would be so much better <laughs> second time around we would crush it it would be amazing yeah. but then at that point the idea has already been done and, and revisiting it may not get as much you know clicks right how, how yeah. hard has it been to yeah. avoid like i mean yeah, we were able to do it with the pumpkin obviously and that went well mm -hmm. uh, caught my attention the second or third time around um but <laughs> like how many ideas have you had to say oh i want to do that but we can't it's just not going to hit I mean, it definitely happens. Um, sometimes, like with the pumpkin, we can um, make the make it different enough mm -hmm. um, that we feel like we can get another video yeah, out of it. It's a different process. Yeah, or space yeah. it out enough. Yeah, and when we say different enough, we mean like the experience will be of doing it will be different enough for us that it'll lead to good reactions from us as we're making it, and that'll make it an entertaining video. Um, sometimes, though, uh, like if we're really itching to do something again, um, but we feel like it's not different enough from the video we did on the main channel or it hasn't been long enough. We'll just do it on the second channel yeah. or we'll live stream it oh, yeah. because the element of doing something live, um, and having like input from your audience, you know, can make it different enough. So I think the first time we did this was right after we learned candle making. We just did a live stream where for like four hours we made candles with our audience <laughs> and it was like one of our more successful live streams. And then, um, Back then we didn't do this, but now we'll then take that live stream and edit it down into an edited video. So, um, you know, it can be viewed by people who want, want the longer content or the shorter content. But yeah, the second channel has been great for us. Just kind of like following our whims, <laughs> you yeah. know, I noticed that and getting to like scratch that itch. I noticed yeah. you guys have, I think, seven <laughs> channels I counted at least linked in yeah. the uh, the channel section of, of YouTube. How in the world are you able to keep up? with providing content for seven different YouTube channels, plus streaming on Twitch. We, we don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair so enough. So we, 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 we would like, uh, you know, I, I think that you, uh, we, we've listened to some of your podcasts and you guys struggle with this too. Mm -hmm. Our ambition is greater than our ability. Yeah. You know, we want to do it all. I mean, 
you know, we, we have enthusiasm for so many things, but something has to give. And, you know, there's a lot of factors in deciding what you're going to give up. But, um, you know, we've, we've never regretted experimenting and trying things out. Like, for example, uh, the podcast, we, we, we have like 70 or 80 episodes of a podcast that we did fairly regularly. Mm -hmm. um, and in a way, doing the podcast got us into gaming, which has been such a positive thing for us and we enjoy it. So if we hadn't have done the podcast, we wouldn't have started gaming, perhaps. But as of now, we haven't done a podcast episode in probably a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we, we had to let that go in, in, in favor of other things, like maybe having a day off every now and yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Or for filming more videos. Day off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I, I think that I definitely have a, a fear of missing out on something that I don't know. And for me, I'd rather like try it. And if I need to abandon it, then, you know, I tried it. I know that it's not part of our forever portfolio and, and that's okay. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we start a whole nother channel because uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a ton of reasons why we have so many different channels, but, um, and have broken it up so much. Um, but uh, yeah, how do we keep up with them all? We don't. <laughs> I think the main channels we keep up with are our main channel, our second channel. And then our gaming well, content, which kind of gets put into a couple of different channels. Yeah. Whether it's edited or live. Yeah. And I think Those the, 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 ones, the, yeah. the, the uncut. Are you guys main, doing uh, you all know, the, the editing yourselves or do you actually have an editor? Not anymore. I used to edit everything um, until uh, when we started the gaming channel, we were like, okay, there's no way I have time to edit these gaming videos that we're doing like at the time, like twice a week. Um, so we found editors to help there. And then when we started the second channel, I was like, I really want to film these videos, but I don't have time to edit them. Um, let's see if the gaming editors would be down to try editing second channel videos. And by that point, our gaming editors had been working with us for two like years. A, yeah, two or three years at yeah. that point. And so, you know, they were instantly really awesome at, at the second channel. And then we were like, why aren't, why aren't we getting them to help us with our main channel? Like, do you think they'd want to help us with our main channel? And so after trying them on the second channel, we, you know, had them try some main channel edits and they were awesome. And so at this point, I do still put maybe like a day of editing in per um, main channel video and second channel video. Um, but, you know, I used to do like five to eight days of editing per yeah. main channel yeah. video. So it's it's much reduced. That's good. Um, yeah. So we have we have them editing basically all of our, our content now. It's been probably a year since I edited a full video. That's awesome. Yeah, I suppose that's what you have to do. I mean, yeah, you got to turn it, some dials yeah. to make it possible. You know, it's it's what what you started in the beginning doing is was it made sense for what you were doing in the beginning. But then as it evolves, the, your tactics have to evolve as well. So that's yeah, it makes sense. But I think it's 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 still really great that Caitlin started doing the editing because she knows mm -hmm. the process and 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 still while when we film things, we film things in a process where it'll be easy for our editors to edit. We, yeah. we film time lapses as time lapses. We film montage sequences as montage sequences. Um, and like, as we're filming, I'm, I'm editing the video in my head so that I know like, okay, we've been like, we did a long talking scene yesterday. We need to like pick up the pace and make some progress on the project before we have another long talking. Or like, we've like montaged through way too much stuff. We need like a talking break because the pace is going to be too fast at this point. 
So I think having edited for so many years, it helps me do that, yeah. which I think saves our editors a lot of time because they're not, it's not like we just record the entire project in real time and then say like, okay, you guys decide <laughs> like what's going to be fast paced, what's going to be slow paced. Um, yeah. So. So we've had a lot of conversations with people in the past who are content creators and, and it's, it's kind of a, it's a fun world to play in. And one common denominator is because this is what you guys are. You're content creators and, 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 and you are also creator creators. You know what I'm saying? It's like kind of <laughs> different, right? You're actually cre physically yeah. creating stuff and you're content creators. It's hard to explain this work to other people who don't play in this field. Like what, tell me about your families and what their take is on this and what their take was early when you were starting, people must've thought you were nuts. Cause I know that's, that's just the way it works until you yeah. make it into a reality and they can't understand how much work goes into it. Tell me like, look at, look at Caitlin's face. She's like, yeah, I, I got a story. There's here. a story there. I can tell. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, um, we did have one family member at your reunion tell us oh, literally yeah. to not quit yeah, our day like, jobs. Like, I mean, you're an engineer. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, in general though, our families have, have been supportive. Um, I think like it probably helps that, you know, back when we had our office jobs, we started creating content on the side and got it built up to a certain point before we like fully quit those jobs. And they could see like, okay, they have income coming in. They kind of like learned as we went about like sponsors and AdSense and all these various things you know um we definitely had to explain it a few times yeah we had to explain it but like they're like what you, you what yeah <laughs> how <laughs> but i i think because we kind of did it in a more cautious way um they weren't too too worried about us and you know um at that point they they knew like we had had a decent amount of life experience working office jobs if it didn't work out we could always go back to that yeah. um so so yeah and, and they they know we're generally pretty responsible people yeah i mean um, we, we had a, a a certain amount of savings built up before yeah. we quit and we knew you know it was just the two of us and we were living in a very uh modest place yeah with modest expenses and we knew that like even if things dropped for a while would be okay but like Honestly, when we when we went full time content creation, we were at seventy k subs. Yeah, seventy or eighty k subs. Seventy or eighty k so. subs, and we had kind of built up our revenue enough to the point where we were covering our expenses. Yeah, and we could see the trajectory. <laughs> but also, trajectory, we yeah. started in the maker space, and in that in that space, a lot of people have sponsors. Like mm -hmm. you know, there's other spaces of YouTube where it's not as common. Um, Especially back then. Yeah, especially, you know, this was in 2017. People did have sponsors, but um, it, it I felt like there's um, a difference in different communities. And in the community we started in, the audience was really used to it. So, like, pretty early on, we were able to put sponsors on our videos. And even though we weren't making a ton from them, we were like, let's learn our lessons now. Like, yep. let's figure out how to read contracts Very now. Good. <laughs> let's try to figure out, like, what, you know, rates we need to charge now. That way, if we're making mistakes, it's um, a much more uh, like low risk mistakes than, you know, when we're at the point we are now. Right. Um, and so, but yeah, but by starting that stuff early, it did help us like fund ourselves. Smart, you know? very smart. So when you guys are, you know, we're, we're talking about how you guys are coming up with ideas and everything. And 
in the world of collaboration, like a lot of what you and I do, there's, you know, you have to find a way to manage a difference of opinions. You guys are right smack in the middle of what <laughs> it is to be creative and you're married and you're working together. How do you guys, there has to be creative differences every now and again. How do you guys manage those? Well, we, Caitlin and I, when we first met, we were friends for five years before we started dating. So we had like a really solid a foundation of friendship and communication and all of that started. Um, and, you know, we didn't really have any disagreements, you know, in normal life. And when we started co creating content together, it, 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 it's rarely come up, if at all. The only times where we kind of had to learn through that and add new communication skills to our repertoire is oftentimes at the introduction of projects where we're doing the intro, we're getting rolling. And, you know, I think the first time I used to take on most of the prep for the projects and we had our routine established, Caitlin took on the prep of a project. And then we kind of, you know, we're trying to like create content. And back then we were doing it on the weekends. Everything was rushed. We felt time pressure all the time. I'm sure everyone who's tried content creation on the side understands that place that you're at where you're, you, your time is always so valuable forever. Um, and I think that, that the, the time pressure is the only thing that causes us that, that stress that gets us like, you know, worked up some. Um, mm -hmm. But then, you know, we were like, hey, we're both kind of getting upset. Let's figure out why. And even though we were rushed, we, we, we went inside, we sat down and we're like, hey, what, what kind of threw us off mm -hmm. in that moment? And how can we prevent that from happening again? Yeah, and we realized like, oh, it was because we changed up our responsibilities and we didn't each fully know what the other person was yeah. going to be doing. And then we ended up not being on the same page for the intro of the video and, and stuff like that. So it, it does happen. Um, and then like in terms of like ideas, like having creative differences and ideas, a lot of times because our idealist is so big at this point, there's so many that we're really excited about. If there's one that we're not quite on the same page about, we'll just be like, okay, let's table that one. Mm -hmm. And like in the background, kind of like work on it till we are on the same page. And let's do this one. Cause we're both like a hundred percent gung ho about this one. And let's like get going. Well, also I think in general, um, if one of us, I think this is like for all of our decisions, like, mm -hmm. you know, like let, let's simplify it down to something that everyone understands going out to eat. Like if, if one of us has a strong preference and the other person's like, ah, I'm whatever, you know, we go with that strong preference. If um, both of us have strong preferences, we'll work through something until we're like, okay, well, let's do one and the other or what have you, you know? Um, so we kind and of take that. There's also veto power. If one person's like, yeah. I cannot, we've had tacos five days this week, I cannot have tacos again. <laughs> you know? Either of us has full veto power over, over everything. Yeah. So I think that, so that applies to like the projects as well, I yeah. think. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. you know, again, it's just like a lot of practice. I mean, we we are with each other all day, every all day, forever. <laughs> and, you know, we get really good at communicating and, and figuring everything out. And also, we don't, you know, we, uh, you know, Caitlin's mentioned that she's a perfectionist. I'm not sure if I'm a perfectionist, but I do love improving. I love constant growth. Mm -hmm. And if we ever see a, a moment where we're like, hey, that that didn't work out as good as we we wanted, or and I think we can do better. We'll we'll work it out. We'll we'll think about how we can streamline. We'll make a cheat sheet. We'll we'll uh, you know make a process and put that process in place to prevent miscommunications from happening again in the future, or or what have you. Whatever caused the issue, 
we can solve it. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we, you know, that's something that we can tackle. So it's, we, we always just try to improve. It's becoming evident why you guys work so well together. I'm seeing like actual real time reflection happening. I'm seeing a lot of humility happening. I'm actually seeing something that I I'm willing to venture. Neither one of you has even entertained is that you guys are probably becoming much, much bigger role models than you're aware of. It's more than just the product that you're putting out there. It's, it's who, what, it's who you two are together. And it's very, it's, I, I'm, I'm finding this very, very fascinating because that's gotta be, that's gotta be, it's gotta be tough, but you guys, you sure make it, you sure make it look easy. And, and, and it's, it's just, it's a lot of, it's, I don't know. It's very refreshing. I like this. I like this a lot. It's just, yeah. I, I, I was poking fun because I said, you know, you act like you're, you're newly wet on stream and kissing on each other and stuff. But at the same time, I was like, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like you just get that feeling as a viewer, like, like that's the kind of love you want to have with somebody, you know, you can just see it. And, and I think uh, in a different light, that's kind of what drew people to me and skids is because we have such a strong friendship that a lot of people kind yeah. of gravitate towards, you know, wishing they had that kind of strong friendship in their life. And you guys have a strong partnership with each other. And that's kind of the same, the same thing. So yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's really refreshing to watch. You guys are, are, are killing it. You're doing a great job. And uh, I, I lurk often. I don't like to say stuff in your stream because as you guys saw, <laughs> and when you came to mind and everybody kind of freaks out and I, I want, I, I don't want to take attention. I don't want to take any attention away from you guys and, and doing what you're doing. So I, I just lurk. I lurk a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, it's it's just fun to watch you guys, whether you're gaming or or whether you're you're doing the the DIY stuff. I I was thinking as you were talking about all the different things that you have to do as a creator: learn contracts, learn sponsor, how to get sponsorships, uh, editing. Uh, lighting cameras, all this stuff. And, and because you're doing physical world stuff, not just recording gameplay, um, you have to do all these, all these other things, right? You have to be a cinematographer. You have to, all these professions. And then on top of that, you're learning how to build things like a giant laptop, right? Like yeah. um, how, how has that been for you? Because it just feels like information overload in order to just make a video. Yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. Are we just used to it th at this point? <laughs> I don't numb. know. I, I don't know. I think, again, <laughs> you know, uh, if, if you if you go back to the beginning of any of our channels, I mean, I, uh, you, 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 you two have both been making videos for so long. Do you ever go back and watch, like, your first videos and see, <laughs> like, the audio and the lighting not, changes not willingly, that have happened yeah. over the years? It's painful. Yeah. <laughs> it's painful. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it's it's similar to some degree for us. I mean... You know, we didn't, you know, right now we're at a ridiculously complicated setup and we have three whole sets in our, our house. Plus we have the office and, and an equipment room and, and everything. And it all started with just like uh, a single camera that Caitlin got for free from a convention. Mm -hmm. And we bought a mic for that. No, we didn't even have a mic. We didn't have first. a mic. We, we only we, did yeah, voiceover. We only did voiceover and we did some like in like in the moment audio where it was picking up on the camera and it was horrible. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, our first video was like how to add drawers to uh, like, a, like a drawer pulls to a dresser. Yeah, it was customizing <clears throat> an Ikea dresser. Yeah, I mean, that, that was like our first video. And, you know, we, we had a bad mic. We started a Patreon. The first thing that we bought with our Patreon funding was a mic. And we're like, look, guys, we got a mic that's 1% <laughs> better, you know? <clears throat> And then we, we kind of build on it from there, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's not all at once. I'll so. also say that like, like both of our personality types do 
enjoy like improvement and learning and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so like, and even if, if there's one of us that like, <sighs> isn't really into that specific thing, oftentimes the other one is, which is like the benefit of having two of us working on this. Like Evan is really good at the technical side of things and really likes to like dig in and optimize the tech setup or like, you know, research a new camera, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, I have that addiction too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think you probably have a similar thing with a lot of the like um, physical, like making, building, engineering and tools, side. And fun tools, tools new and toys. Tools. Um, yeah, a lot of it's fueled by you. Actually, <laughs> I can imagine you guys <laughs> just have like a giant storage container somewhere, somewhere with all this stuff in it. <laughs> I wish we had it's a giant a storage room. container. A whole, we have a we have a room in our house Dedicated that's room? just like the storage room. Yeah, because yeah. it used to be in the old house. It was the guest room, <laughs> and now we were like, we need. We need to get a house that, like, we have a room we can devote just to storage so that, like, if someone comes over, we don't need to clear it all out, yeah. you know? That's awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, we do accumulate stuff <laughs> quickly. And like, I think that <laughs> another thing that we do, because we do have, you know, so many different channels and we do so many different things and have so many different skills, we we offload a lot of what's in our mind into systems that we've set up because, I mean, I'm sure you guys know you 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 have you have your, your 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 personal lives. You have a lot of different things going on. There's a lot to keep track of in everyone's mind. But we, uh, you know, like we have a shared to do app, and we can assign things to each other and take down notes there. We have a whole like advanced spreadsheet table with all of our project ideas, all of our projects and process, who is editing what, um, all of that, and even for content creation. We actually have a cheat sheet for ourselves of like when publishing a video, check for this, this, and this. You know, like review like, the title one more time. When you're here's coming up with intro, when you're yeah. coming up with intro ideas, like here's some things that you've done in the past. Like we've gone back and looked at our own videos because sometimes we'll get be at the intro and we'll be stuck. You know, because there's so much pressure pressure on an intro. So we're like, okay, we could do a skit. Um, we could do something where there, we know there's going to be like a preview of something later in the video. And then like we have more of a cold open, you know, we have all these things, cheat sheets and resources we've set up for ourselves to make it a little bit less overwhelming. It. Yeah. Oh man. Very cool. So <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask. Okay. So your guys is the, the energy that comes off of you guys is very, very delightful. And it's very, it's, it's fun to see the things that you make. It's fun to see that, but the medium is perpetually like uh sunny, if, if you will. Right. You have, it's just like this, it's this really sunny attitude and great energy. And it's just, it feels like, and I'm not trying to add to your list here, but it feels like the ether is just screaming for you guys to make a children's book. And, w- and and I'm thinking along the lines of a children's book that is very specific to crafting. Like, you know, there's this crafting books all left and right, but it, to have an Evan and Caitlin children's book, like my brain's like, how has this not been done? And is it, is that something have you guys ever considered a different medium path like that? We, we, we've been reached out we to by a company or two. We have considered doing something like a, like a book or, um, on things like that. And then, the main thing that we have to think about is, okay, there's only so much time in the day, and there's so many things we already want to do. Are we okay taking away something else in order to do a new thing if we're going to take that new thing on? And, um, you know, that's kind of what guides us. So even going to, like, you know, products and stuff we could sell, um, there's, like, we would love to do some sort of, like, custom product. You know, and we even have gone like 
decently far down the path for some past ideas. And then it just became like, it wasn't quite right or it was too time consuming. And we we're like, should we just make another video instead? <laughs> you know, like we could just, we could just film something else instead right now. And like, uh, sometimes we're more excited about just getting to more ideas on our list of things we yeah, want to film yeah. than like taking on this, you know, other side thing. Um, well, I also think that we're not trying to speed run through our career as content true. creators. You know, we, we always try to set ourselves up for future us. We, you know, we're always, we're thinking of us, but we're also thinking about future us. We don't want to set precedents that future us can't maintain. We don't want to go down on paths and set precedents that future us will not like, you know? And we're always trying to like look as long-term as we can about this and look even in towards like, you know, you know, our, our, like a soft retirement in, in, in the future. What are we going to do then? And, you know, do we want to save some things for then? Um, and so, like, we, you know, I think, I think the best way to put it is, yeah, we don't want to speed run through our careers as content creators. Not that anyone has had a full career as a content creator. I mean, <laughs> you guys, so you guys yeah. have been doing it for almost as long as anyone has. Yeah, yeah, um, we've been going 10 years. Yeah, I mean, 10 years is like, you, you guys are, you guys have some of the longest careers of any content creator. And, like, it's not a full career yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's not done. What is the full know? arc that that people are establishing? And and, the and usually, is, if you see someone end it, it's because they've burnt out. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that that comes back to us not wanting to try to speed run everything all at once. We're like, it's better to grow a little bit slower, or like, you know, uh, take on these various opportunities a little bit slower if it means that we can do this for more years overall because we're not like totally burning ourselves out. Um, and as long as, you know, things are like growing at a healthy pace, whatever that <laughs> is different for everybody. Like as long as things are like at a level we're comfortable with, we're like, okay, this is, this is cool for now. And we can always take on more later if we want to, like, we're still trying to like cut it back some. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're still I mean, trying like, to like have weekends. If, you know? if the excitement <laughs> was there, we, we might we, go for yeah. something at the detriment of something else. Like you guys want to do more IRL stuff mm -hmm. and that's a big enough priority to you guys that you're going to find something to, to trim away to make that happen. It seems something's not, not that we're committing give. anything. Yeah. No, no, yeah. something's got to give. You're absolutely yeah. right. And yeah, I really, I really like the way he phrased it when he said, we're not trying to speed run through yeah. our, our career here. That, that, that what, a, what a beautiful way to put it because it's, I think so many people just find it within themselves to say, if this is something I'm doing, I'm, I got to go all the way and I got to don't stop. Don't get out of my way. But you guys have found this beautiful cadence where it just works. And, and it's, it's, I'm not suggesting you guys aren't working hard. You're very, very clearly working very, very hard, but you're not interested in trying to get to the end as quick as you can. Mm -hmm. You're enjoying yeah. the journey, yeah. and that comes across in your videos. It comes across in when you guys are streaming. It's just, it's, it's good. I can learn, a, I can learn from this. <laughs> I, think there's a, I think there's a common fear with content creators that it's all just going to end in the blink of an eye, right? Yeah. Like, like I wake up tomorrow and suddenly nobody cares about me anymore. Especially being a gaming creator, you know, relying so much on how well the game is perceived by the audience is, is you know, Minecraft going to no longer be a popular game tomorrow. Therefore, my channel is no longer popular. Therefore, my career is over. As a kind of a DIY creator, do you share those feel, fears still? Or is it a little bit different being in that space, knowing that DIY will always be a popular subject to your viewers? I think that we... When we started out our career, we 
we're also thinking of future us. We wanted to future-proof things, and the way that we kind of try to do that is we we resisted the urge to go all in on one thing to the detriment of us at the moment. Yeah. E- even to that point. Because, like, we could have, you know, like uh, one thing was popping, and we could have just leaned into that more. But instead, in some ways, we kind of leaned away from it <clears throat> because we didn't want to become all about that. And we actively, I mean, I remember one time we were out to lunch and we were, we had been kind of going on DIY for a while and we had been wanting to do an art video for a while. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we, we wanted to do Bob Ross. We wanted to do a Bob Ross tutorial. <laughs> and that was a huge <laughs> departure for us. You know what I mean? Like just the two of us following a Bob Ross tutorial. That was a huge departure from our content at that time. Which was mostly like building furniture and decor. That was when yeah. we were still doing like slightly more practical stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I still remember the moment where we decided, you know, let's, let's just, just go it. for it. <laughs> you know, it, 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 may, it may be a 10 out of 10. Back then, did they even have 10 out of 10s? No, yeah. but I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, like, well, we'll take that hit. We'll learn from it. We'll, we'll see what was worked about it, what didn't work about it, what have you. And, and we'll kind of start pushing in that direction. And I think that the main thing that's relieved some of our fears about the job is because we have continually pushed in new directions. You know, we started the podcast, had some success with that, we, but we kind of left that aside. That wasn't super successful monetarily. Um, well, and we mm. got excited about doing other things, exactly. like more gaming and the second channel. And yeah. so something had to give, and we gave away the podcast. Yeah, right and like now. for gaming, I mean, we've been working on gaming. We started gaming just because we're like, hey, we're not playing games anymore. That sounds fun. The only way to kind of make that happen in our lives at that moment is if we turned it into business. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun with it. We've maintained you know, our approach to it, whereas if it's not fun, we're not going to do it because the whole reason why we started this was to have fun. Um, but over the years, that's really grown into a more substantial part of our, our business. And we're, we're really happy with that. So I think that venturing into new areas and new content type and finding some success has helped with that fear. Caitlin, I yeah. think, was the one that was most fearful. Yeah, uh, I, I think I tend to be the one that worries a bit more um, between the two of us. I'm and... like, let's just do it. What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, I, I'm saying worried more about, like, we don't know how long this is going to last, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And so it definitely took me a while to get to a point where I was more comfortable with, like, the sticking power of what we were doing. And not that I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to be doing this for 40 more years, you know? Like, um, I still have in the back of my head, like, we don't fully know how long this is going to last, but I'm more confident now that we can, you know, it's not going to happen suddenly if anything happens and we can, we can pivot as needed because we have, like Evan said, pivoted before into new things and found success in a variety of different things. Um, So I do, I do think that helps. The thing that, um, you know, is maybe slightly more of a worry is like, you know, and it's not as much of a worry now, but it was for a while. They're like burning out. Like we really actively like try to be conscious about not burning out. Um, and so part of that was like diversifying what we were doing, even though it's a little counterintuitive. Like, oh, don't don't want to burn out. Start a bunch more channels. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but we could pull back on our main channel and like try these new things that were a little bit lower pressure and lower stress. And we did all this very gradually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can totally see I, that. I, I, one of the ways we think about kind of our audience, it's like, I think that like, we're like the driver of this big bus with like a lot of people kind of behind <laughs> yeah. us. But the bus is open on all sides. So if you turn too fast, <laughs> you might like lose some people. I guess it's more of a truck. Um, but like, you know, you, you don't want to steer too fast because you might lose some people. And, you know, I'm sure that there were some people. I, I remember when we started transitioning into different types of content, we got those comments like, oh, you're not doing this type of content anymore. I'm out. And I'm like, that's, that's okay. Yeah. You know, we, we don't, we're not tying you up to be here. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there know, was some people that were disappointed when you stopped doing the podcast because they were into it, especially yeah. after 80 plus episodes, however many you did. But I, I like what I like what you're <laughs> saying about you know having some variety kind of keeps you fresh. If you do the same thing over yeah. and over again, that's yep. a good way to burn out. Yep. You you kind of yeah. apply that variety style to your gaming content as well. You didn't single uh, go into one game and just dive in. You know, kind of like like I've done with Minecraft. You keep a variety gaming channel, so like every week I tune in and you're playing some some game I've never heard of, and it's fun to watch because it's something new and and, and different. Now, has gaming been something that's ingrained in like both of you since childhood, or were you like gamers all along, or is this something new for you? I think we were both gamers yeah. from a pretty young age, yeah. and then like you know as we went into adulthood, it kind of you know got put to the side mm -hmm. with. Adult responsibilities, you know, well, taking think taking time. We're we're too practical um, at times. Sometimes we are too practical, which is why when we wanted to start playing games again, we were like, we have to make it part of our like yep. work to trick ourselves into yep. doing it. <laughs> yep. Um, well, I think that there, there there comes a point in people's lives, perhaps you know, like you know, for for us, it, it definitely happened when we started content creation. But I think we had to kind of mourn the loss of guilt-free, unproductive time. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys yeah, had totally. to kind of go through if that? You, totally. If you figure out how to do that, let me know. <laughs> I, I, oh, no, 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 no. We, 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 we buried that. Yeah. We, we, we've mourned it <laughs> yeah. and we've moved on, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But uh, I think that that's one of the things that really made gaming hard for us as, as content creators. We, we knew we could be doing so many more things and we would enjoy it. Our audience would enjoy it. It would be good for our job and, and all these things driving for it. And I think that's especially the moment where we had a lot of hard time playing games, even though it was something that we we we, we was part of our life and our identity. Um, and um, yeah, we we figured out how to turn it into our our job. But um, now is that healthy? Turning all of your <laughs> hobbies into work? I don't know. I think I think it not, depends on how you do it. Though, you know? Yeah. I mean, no. He it's a good point because I, so I loved video games when I was younger. I loved all sorts of stuff, right? And I find myself in a space now to where I'll, I play video games for entertainment. I'm streaming it or I'm making videos or whatever. I'm having fun playing the game. I'm not playing the game because it's fun. Like, mm. it's weird. It's like this is to the point to where I, if I, I, I never, and I can use never with a capital N, I never game unless it's creating some sort of content. And truthfully, I don't even know when that happened. It just sort yeah. of, it just sort of became, yeah. and, and I'm like, what? I, I sacrificed a piece of myself that I don't even care to go back to, you yeah. know, but it's, it's, yeah. When's it's, the last time you guys played a game, not on camera? <laughs> he's been playing tears of the kingdom yeah which, granted we did stream it that's the new zelda um we did try streaming the first episode and if it had been like 
a top performer, we probably would have kept streaming it instead of Evan playing it on the <laughs> side. And it just did like, okay. okay. And so we were like, ah, it's such a big game. I don't know if we want to commit to doing like, you know, a 30 part series. Yeah. That's only going to be like going downhill from yep. just okay. But, but games have changed what they fill in my life. You know, like, uh, you know, I, it's more of an idle game in some ways. You know what I mean? Um, it's not as much of like a sit down for big sessions and and stuff like that. Um, you kind of play it in the same way that some people might play like a mobile game. A mobile game. game. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Mm. You it, five it, minutes it, here, ten minutes there. It, 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 like creating content around games definitely has changed how I approach things. Because like you said, Skip, it's like I have fun creating the content. I have fun with the live stream. I like hanging out with our audience and getting that live input, um, getting, getting, you know, like, and also like, it, it makes me feel good that people enjoy it. Honestly. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, Hey, it's like a win, win, win. It's it, it, the, it, things that are pure wins across the board are rare in the world, you know? So might as well go for it. You yeah. know, I don't know. Do you ever have that same pressure with like the DIY stuff? Like, you got something in the house that needs some sort of building or, or you know, some sort of project behind. And you're just like, should we record this for video or should we just do it? Yeah, that that does happen. We've um, I think we had been able to put that aside for a little bit before we started the second channel, because our like our, um, you know, bar for what, you know, could become a main channel video was so high in terms of like how interesting it needed to be or, or whatever, um, that there were some things that we like knew wouldn't fit that. Um, but now with the second channel, since it's a bit more fluid and flexible, we're like, well, we could probably make that entertaining enough to be a second channel video. Should we just do that? Like we did a video organizing our closet when we first moved to this <laughs> house. There you go. Um, and part of it, it, like part of the reason for deciding whether or not those things will be a video will be like, you know, with the example of the closet, we knew we would just keep putting it off if we didn't make it a video. Mm. So we made it a video. But then there's some things where making it a video will actually put off the project more. Like Evan just did a bunch of like stuff in this room, um, adding a bunch of like sound uh, dampening things. And, you know, oh, there's a mess with the tech setup a lot. And there's a chunk of our audience that's always like, give me a tech video. Give me a tech setup video. Like, I want to see your room set up. Um, so I'm sure there's some people that would find that interesting, but trying to film that and making it like interesting enough for something that we would want to put on our channel would slow it down mm -hmm. more than speed it up. Yeah. So we kind of have to like run that fil run it through that filter and say like, is it going to slow things down or, and are we going to have less fun if we try to make it a video rather than just like doing it here and there on the side, well, or is it going to make, is it going to speed it up slash, is it going to make it more fun if we yeah. make it a video? Yeah, it makes sense. Like, yeah. so you, you talk like with when it comes to your main channel, like the real focus there is quality, making sure that everything you post on there is up to like your your bar, right? Your your level of standards. Yeah. Where does that when did that mindset kind of seep in that that you were definitely targeting quality over quantity? Because the old YouTuber ways were pump it out, pump it out. If you don't pump out a video every X amount of days, people are going to forget about you. And um, but you're not exactly taking that approach with your main channel. You're taking your time making sure that each video you put is going to be a quote-unquote banger video, right? Um, was that a decision you guys made early on to focus on quality over uh, quantity? You, you answer that question, but I want to interject something here real quick. 
one thing that we realized early on is that time invested doesn't necessarily equal quality. Mm. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. it could be a, a really quality idea of something that's really quick and easy to make. And I think that we were watching, uh, we were listening to one of your past podcasts where you were talking about getting into IRL stuff and you were worried about the time commitment of quality over quantity. But there, there, there's a, if you have the right shtick, if you have the right approach, if you have the right messaging around an idea, it doesn't necessarily need to be high effort. Not, not, it, it, just, it should still be high effort. I'm trying to like come up with my words here on the spot because um, I didn't really plan in, in covering this. <laughs> but um, uh, <clears throat> Sometimes you can put a ton of time into something and it doesn't mean it's going to be a better right. end, end video. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, um, now, and I think like one thing, one way that we've taken that is like we try to put more time into coming up with the idea and like, like we'll want to make sure like that there's going to be a good thumbnail and title before we even start filming something. We want to make sure that the idea has something that's like interesting enough um, before we put all this time into it uh, rather than like kicking a super huge project that might take a ton of time. And like for, for us, that feels like, okay, you know, you want something that takes a ton of time to like be higher quality and be worth that effort. But a lot of times like our quicker videos, will end up getting more views than the ones that took a lot of time. Like there's yeah. it definitely um, is like, it's not always intuitive. Um, and but, it's not cost either. Like we've spent a lot of money on some videos that didn't really pay out yeah. where we spent a lot less on some and it really paid out a lot more. But so, I, but I think to answer your original question, like I, I think thinking about the quality over quantity mm -hmm. One, we were always kind of limited in quantity because when you're making things, like, you can only do that so quickly. Yeah. And for the first few years of our career, you know, we hadn't started the gaming side. We just had our one channel, and we could only make things so quickly. And I think um, we, like, when you're first kind of learning, it's almost more about, like, learning how to make the video, and we weren't even that focused, too focused on what the project was. It was just, like, what's something we can make in the nights and weekends just to, like, something um and then we started getting more and more ambitious and doing like larger builds and getting more tools and um doing more and more and that like um limiting factor of like things you can only do things so quickly um that in some ways became even stronger as we were doing bigger projects and, and things like that so we could never batch out like a huge amount of of uh quantity um, but I think there's there's definitely like a minimum quality we have across the board for for all of our channels, you know. Um, but we also know that like to to some degree, no one understands how YouTube works. Right. No one right. understands the right. algorithm. Yep. If anyone yeah. did, they you know. That's correct. There's a lot of people uh, who think they do. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people who do, maybe yeah, they, they think Beast. they do, you yeah. know? Yeah, maybe um, Yeah. Well, he, he knows one specific path towards making the algorithm And he knows work that path really for him. well. He knows that <laughs> one path. But there's a ton of paths to get to different, different types of success, whether it's a really tight-knit community or a really big community or what have you. It really depends on what your goals are. 
Yeah, um, and we share the same kind of philosophy with with the multiple channel thing, like like giving people a channel to. This is what you're going to get on this channel. Yep. This is what you're going to get on that channel. So there's no uh, confusion or no like no bait feelings. switch. Yeah, exactly. There's no hard feelings yeah. if if you know I, I'm, I subscribe to a Minecraft channel and then suddenly I got IRL content from this dude that I never really cared to see. Like we, that's why we've kind of created like an Imp and Skiz podcast, separate yep. channel from like our Imp and Skiz gaming stuff that we yeah. do and at first we were kind of we were a little confused like we weren't sure because it was hard to be like oh we have this channel with a hundred thousand subscribers and we're starting this podcast how can we not put it in front of those hundred thousand people so we did that uh-huh. and immediately yeah. saw like oh that's not really what they're that, that what hurts. they're here for yeah. you yeah. know so we're like okay yeah. okay we'll 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 kind of change paths and and now with our separate channels they all have like their own separate thing we both kind of post our vods to another channel and yep. uh the great response there like there are people that want to consume that style of content and i think yeah. you guys have found that too that's why you've kind of split out um you know your your different channels from what i can tell too so i i think i i feel like that's the right way to do it you know what yeah I mean? Just yeah so your viewers know what they're subscribing for yeah, yeah. And, and you have to be at peace with you're gonna you're gonna miss sometimes one of the things i'm really really liking about you two is that you guys swing and we we had a podcast, one of our earlier ones called "What's Stopping You," and it was about you know when you want to give something a go, just go, stop thinking about it, go get started, go get moving. You guys swing, whether it's the project or it's opening a new channel or trying something completely new. You guys are you both subscribe to? It. I'm I'm not going up there to just look at the ball. I'm going to swing, and that's I think has it, it made two things happen for you. One is you've learned a lot of, uh, well, that, that didn't, that didn't work. And then you've also learned of, yeah, dude, I just smashed that out of the park. This is something I'm going to squeeze on. I'd like that. So it, it begs the question, your DIY stuff is so fascinating to me and you guys just try so much and you do so much. Do you have a proudest project that you've done to date? It's what an unfair question, but I, I gotta know. <laughs> I think that to some degree, my general instinct is to say, to you know, the last one we did, um, because we just experienced those endorphins most recently of like, part of it's also like, yay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but but I mean, I, there there are some like a, a lot There's of times the bigger outs. builds, like the the world's biggest laptop was yeah. a big uh, standout mm-hmm. for me that I was really proud of how it turned out and. And, um, you know, I was like, we made something really cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I invested a lot of time into that. <laughs> um, I think that was one of our longest time investments. So it was one of our, like, of our, in the past year, it was probably the project we put the most time into. Besides the wooden keyboard, maybe. Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> so that look, look, so look at them. Like, so you guys create, 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 and then you purge. And right now I'm, I'm, like, I'm yeah. making you revisit those memories. And that's why like he's, he said what he said. And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we kind of suppress some things of like, oh, my gosh, that was, that was a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, which you kind of have to. And you guys understand this, too. It's like uh, YouTube is such a treadmill that, like, mm-hmm. you don't get to stop and reminisce on the things right. you just did because you're already filming the next yep. one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so... You do just have to kind of like keep going, keep going. Or, or do you guys take time to like ah, I released a video today. I, I'm gonna appreciate that for a while. I have <laughs> like, I have learned that if I release a video and I don't immediately get started on the next one, I get stuck for more than a day. Oh, so I will God. blink, and three days will go go past where I haven't like started my next project, 
And I'm just like, what happened? Yeah. So yeah, I've kind of made it a rule for myself that if I publish a video that day, I at least get started on the next one, whether it just wow. be um, getting an outline of how the video is going to go, or just maybe recording the intro or just something to get the ball rolling. Otherwise I get stuck yeah. in the mud. It's just been a, it is a weird thing that I found that's a, that, uh, you know, where I just blink, like I said, and I'm like, oops, yeah. <laughs> three days. I haven't yeah. started my next video. Now I feel behind. And, and I have this weird yeah. thing too, where my clock's always ticking and I'm just like, okay, how, how many days between videos before the viewers forget that I exist? You know what I mean? So I do have a bit of like this push, you know, to keep on some sort of time frame. I wouldn't say like quantity over quality, but I also feel like there's a certain TikTok cadence of yeah. releasing yeah. videos that's like a sweet spot for the viewers to stay interested. And it depends I on your content thing too, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Like I think one thing that's interesting is based on some conversations we've had and some things that we've noticed, the algorithm is much more important to some degree than sub than who subscribes mm -hmm. because the homepage gets pushed so much more than your subscriber page or your the page where you can see everyone that you've subscribed to. I don't know if that's different for um, like your audience who who watches more serialized things, who who wants to like see the full list of everything that's been published in in that order. Um, uh, is that something that you've noticed, or or is is it very algorithm based? Yeah, for you I, guys I too? think so because um, you know we have like seasons, right? And so we have episode yeah. numbers, and and it's like if if uh, you know I went away for a while, and you know they started watching you know somebody else because they we're used to watching me every week on a Friday or whatever it was. And all of a sudden I'm not there for a few Fridays uh, that they're just like, well, I got to watch something. And then I go watch somebody else. And now I'm, now I'm latched onto them instead. And so, yeah, there is yeah, that, there I is see. that that happens. Um, and then there's also the fact that like, we all have lives, including our viewers. Right. So yeah. um, when things come up in a viewer's life where they miss a few weeks of your content, then they feel like it's, it's not worth catching up. And they're just out. Yeah. They're just out, right? So yeah, serialized content serialized. does yeah. does have that effect and affects like my channel differently than it may affect yours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I think interesting. that's very interesting. Yeah, and it's it's because and you don't it's you want to find that sweet spot, like you're saying, find that balance because if you release too quick, then you're going to exacerbate that issue you were just talking about. Yeah. If you release if you release too slow, you're gonna lose interest. And right. even, not only are you gonna are they gonna go watch something else, but YouTube itself is gonna say, Well, it looks like you're watching this now. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna push this to you. So it is I tell you, there's just no there's no perfect answer. And I, I've had it I like anytime I release a video, which I wish I could release a lot more. I actually I'm not full time yet. I still actually have a full time job in major tech. And uh Every time I release a video, I always I, I kind of view it as a uh, a fighter pilot who just shot a heat sinking missile, and they say fire and forget. <laughs> right? You literally are not supposed to watch the missile seek its target. You're supposed to fire and then bank. And that's mm -hmm. so. Anytime I, I do this and publish and send, okay, and I do what's next? You know what I mean? And it's it hasn't even released, and I'm already trying to work on the next video. And even then, it gets away from me because, like you said, you <laughs> yeah. blink. You're yeah. like, oh, it's been a week. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So do you yeah. find that when you're move like, you know, out of necessity moving on so quickly, does that make you less attached to the video's performance that you just released or is it still like oh, great question. Like, oh, that sucks. I wish it did. I wish it did cuz like it, it isn't fully fire and forget. It's fire go work on something else and then when the curiosity hits, how did that do? 
you know, a day later you go back and you look. Oh yeah, and, yeah. I'll go look and, for and, results and, and everything. Yeah. But but I don't but I but I like the question because I am when I'm editing, when I'm putting together whatever it is I'm putting together, to me it's very much like painting, right? It's not just about uh uh doing like filming it, but editing, putting the music in there, doing the cues and everything. And as I'm doing it, I am dancing. I am ex- I am I am in I am in that moment. I am loving what I'm doing and I see the whole finished product and it's done. And when I put a bow on it and hit push, that's when I fire and forget because what's done is done. I've already, I've already, I've already sent it out there. I'm not pulling it back. And so, and then I just try to move on, but I do go visit the numbers and everything, but it's, it's, but then you're right. There's, how about this? There's been times I'm like, this one's good. That was a good video. (laughs) That was, Hey, look, a 10 out of 10. Interesting. And so, and then I'll release other ones. I'm like, eh, I don't know, I guess one out of 10. Well, I guess I have no idea how this world works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that to some degree our, our start in YouTube making one-off videos sometimes will affect how we approach our gaming channel. Oftentimes like, you know, we'll, we'll go through periods where we play a game for a while, but to some degree, you know, it, it's, it's, we, we feel uh, some resistance to start long games because there's a chance that we might stop them and, our, and, and some portion yeah. of our audience will get upset. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that too many times and set a precedent. Um, and we want, we like, we personally want to finish these games. Um, but I think that, that there is some, a little bit of a hesitance to start long series because what if it's something that, 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 that drops in the middle and we're also excited to try this game and this game and this game. Like, we, we always want to do so much. So there's always this draw to try new things. But that's one reason, I think, why we like playing a lot of one-off games. Because each one can be a, a little muscle instead of, like, a, a long chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, 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 that can droop or, you know, what have yeah. you. Yeah, that, um, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I noticed on Twitter that you guys have been posting you've actually been making it out to some conventions lately yeah uh, and most recently i forget the name of it but you met mark rover <laughs> uh, <laughs> did yeah, i see a picture yeah. of you guys hanging out with mark rover <laughs> what is going on there how'd that come about we did um yeah we started going to events again end of last year um and uh, you know, it was like we turned on the dial, and then we're like, "Let's do all the events." <laughs> so I think we've, I think since we started end of last year, we've been to like yeah. four or so. Wow. Yeah. So um, our, our friend William Osmond always wanted to start an event of his own. Uh, a long time ago, there's this event called uh, Maker Fair. Maker Fair that kind of ended around the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it it had a lot of like science and DIY. It was it's very much like in our genre of events. And then there's VidCon. We went to VidCon yeah. for the first time. Um, a while ago, Maker Fair didn't really have much focus on YouTube and content creation. VidCon was all about that, but it's so generalized. Um, and there is no, I, I think VidCon is a struggle in concept because when it was first started, there was like a shared YouTube experience where everyone was kind of watching the same thing. But as YouTube has diversified, it's hard to capture that same magic. So our friend William had the, uh, idea to kind of combine those two ideas have like uh, an event that's focused on content creators in the maker and diy space and that was what open sauce was yeah yeah so the event <clears throat> the recent event where we met mark rover was called open sauce um, and uh and yeah it was just um I, 
I think because the event was so focused, a lot of the creators who were there, like, even if you didn't know someone, you kind of were familiar with them. And so it felt very summer campy, everyone <laughs> together. Um, well, and... it's maybe like your, your Minecon experience, yeah. like, you yeah. know, like such a dense concentration of people with the same interest. That's kind of what like open sauce was. Yeah. Um, so that pulled a lot of bigger people in the community out. I did that just pulled a ton of people in our community out. And Mark Rober was one of those. I don't know how Will connected with him. They but... did a collab a long time ago. The lemon. Yes, 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 yes. Thing. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's lemon, it. That's probably why. Big lemon battery or um, something. And so, um, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a great event. And Mark Rober gave some talks at the event. Mm-hmm. And he also invited all the content creators over to his uh, crunch labs. Crunch labs. That's where he's making some of his videos, but also it's like a toy company, kind of like uh, subs- a subscription, build your own. Yeah, the engineering thing. like boxes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen yeah. Those. yeah. Um, so we 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 all drove out there and hung out there for like few hours. It was fun. Yeah, it was cool. It was like a giant playground essentially, <laughs> like being there, like. You know, there's lots of bits and pieces from, you know, past videos. Like, there was, like, parts of the squirrel. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Obstacle course. Obstacle yeah. course. Yeah. You know, um, we uh, got to, like, ride down. Um, what? The, the, it's like, a, it's like a pulley system that works with air pressure and everything. Where you get to, like, jump <laughs> off the second floor and, like, it's fall, been in some slowly of fall down yeah. to the yeah. bottom floor. And, like, there's Nerf guns everywhere. We know what and... one of his upcoming videos is. Oh. Uh, know what secret video We're not gonna That's NDA. Non-disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's, called, it's called Friend DA. Friend DA. Yeah, yeah. You didn't sign anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> you, you know, he, he will refuse to collab with you in the future if you spoil his video, so be careful. Yeah. You know what? They're going to get themselves a nice litter bomb if they were to spoil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was really cool. And, um, you know, we definitely tried to like, like play it cool, yeah. you know, coming up to say hi and stuff. But, um, but it, it was a really fun event and, um, definitely going to these events again after so many, like three years of not basically just really, um, made us realize like yeah we need to hang out with other youtubers mm-hmm. and content yeah. creators yeah. more often yeah it's great know? for like solidifying connections into friendships or like you know sometimes uh like you know the, with the parasocial relationships they're, they're going on everywhere all the mm-hmm. time but sometimes there's like a mutual parasocial relationship going on between two content creators and then you hang out and it's basically just like a head start on being friends yeah and then you're like absolutely I we we know so much about each other, <laughs> and let's just like pick up a friendship at like you know hyperspeed basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's great because it's so fun. I mean, I'm sure you guys appreciate having a friendship where you can talk about like <laughs> YouTube yeah. and the algorithm and share thumbnails with each other and 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 gripe about things without having <laughs> to um, uh, preface them with with uh, like you know. Uh, a billion disclaimers. Yeah. A billion disclaimers yeah. and everything. Yeah. You can just kind of like jump into lots of niche topics. Um it's, it's you know, that's the same with, you know, other content creator friends. It's great. Yeah. And we're lucky that, you know, we have each other, you know, mm-hmm. um, that we can like get excited about the same things because we both fully appreciate like, oh, how cool is it that we just got to do that? Or you know, both vent about the same things without having to give all the caveats. Yeah. Yes. yeah I was gonna say, like, but, do you leverage that when 
you have a video that underperforms and, and, and maybe you start to get a little bit down about numbers or whatever. Is that something that you will like grieve together or will one of you kind of like pick each other up or, or how, do, how do you handle that kind of situation? I think, you know, we'll both kind of mutually get bummed about something if, you know, something underperforms or, or whatever. Um, but I do think one thing that helps us is like because we've diversified um, our content, like usually at least one of the things is doing pretty well. So even if like uh, last couple of channels on the our videos on the main channel, like were you know, lower ranked, mm -hmm. like. Ooh, but our like gaming videos are doing really well right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, very it's like, good. Yeah. so far we've been lucky that at least one thing was like <laughs> doing pretty well that we could like get excited about. Um, but the other thing we try to remind ourselves is like, okay, even if something didn't perform really well, we're choosing videos that we're gonna have fun doing. E either like the process is gonna be fun or it's just like a thing we really wanna have at the end. And so it's like, okay, yeah, it didn't perform as well, but I still stand by it. It was still a fun experience. I was still glad we have this thing now. And also a lot of our videos have like a very long life. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, well, there will be something that was like a 10 out of 10 performer and a year later it's over a million views. And we're like, oh, <laughs> oh when did that nice. happen? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, so we'll true. just tell ourselves like, Maybe, Maybe it'll do better yeah. later. There it'll do go. good in the long run. Oh. And if it doesn't fine. do if it doesn't do good in the long run, we're, we've we're so become, far removed from exactly. it yeah, that we've it doesn't hurt detached. anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always a nice surprise when you look back and you're like, oh, when did that start getting views? You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so which of you cares the most about the comments? Ooh. We, we, we have been pretty lucky with our community so far. We have a really great community. So the comments are a fairly positive place. Yeah, we uh. um, I, we read more comments like, you know, earlier on when we had time to read more comments and when there weren't as many. We actually used to respond to every single comment for like wow. a few years. Wow. Um, and then it just got to where like we couldn't yeah. do yeah. that anymore. We were, like, we were replying to like every, thousands every of comments a day. Yeah. replying to comments. <laughs> um, uh, and since we kind of gave up that, we don't read them all anymore. We still like, especially on the first 24 to 48 hours, try to read, you know, as many as we can. Um, but the good thing about that is like the people that are watching in the first 24 to 48 hours, um, a, a big portion of them are like people that like you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so like people are pretty cool. We, we, we purposely try not to dig too deep. We'll stay reading the like, you know, upvoted comments, you know, recent comments. And then after that, we kind of, you know, we'll still see them. They'll pop up like on our studio yeah. app, mm -hmm, but right. we don't like seek after them. Um, and like we, we've been lucky to not be like severely impacted by negative comments. I think the ones that have affected us the most are when like, it's already something you're kind of worried about, yeah. oh, you know, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you just feel like it's being confirmed. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but if people are just like, oh, these two are annoying, like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, you know, you I know. think that I think that it, it, it is good to keep a, a finger on the pulse. I'll go into the yeah. comments a decent amount, even like, you know, just randomly, I'll just choose a random channel and go into the comments, do a little scroll and everything just because I'm curious. Yeah. So I'll <laughs> probably look at them more, um, but but neither of us really let them impact us that's good you know yeah. if it's so if it's, far so good yeah. you know yeah, yeah maybe they just maybe the negative ones just haven't like hit on the yeah. right thing <laughs> the right i know 
<laughs> when we were transitioning, um, like to be less instruction based and more entertainment based, we were putting a lot more of our personalities into the videos. Um, and there was definitely a lot of people that were like, you two actually used to like, um, you know, make useful content and stuff. And, you know, it, and, you know, and now you're just like talking the whole time, like, you know, speed it up, get to the point. And those didn't really bother me because I expected them to happen when we started putting our personalities more into the video and making it more about like us having fun trying to make this thing and less like, hey, we're going to tell you the steps we followed to make this thing. But I, I do think one one thing that's helped us is because our personalities are a very strong part of our videos. So if you don't vibe with our personalities, you're just not going to watch. Like you're going to peace out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and so that almost creates like a filter. Like in some ways we probably could grow faster if we were just like focused 100% on like making the coolest projects and we didn't put our personalities in there. Yeah. Um, because then it's more widely appealing. Um, I think that's what Mr. Beast talks about a lot. He tries to make videos that are appealing to the biggest, broadest audience um, and make the biggest, you know, yeah. everything. And he looks for... And not put his yeah. personality into it too much. Hmm. And for us, it's kind of opposite. Like, we're okay having that filter and, and growing less because um, it means our comment section, <laughs> they're nicer. <laughs> because, like, people actually like us if they're watching yeah. our videos yeah. most of the time. I think that's important. Um, so I, yeah. I do think that helps. Yeah, it's important to like have viewerships that connect with you and not necessarily uh, the thing you're making, right? Because that means they'll follow yeah. you no matter what you do, right? They'll they'll probably go watch your gaming channel. They probably listen to your podcast. They probably will follow you with, with whatever your next venture is, and that's what you want. You want to build that strong foundation that's there for you and not necessarily your idea, yeah. you know? So I think that's a really good strategy. I, I think it's probably worth sacrificing what you know growth it, 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 like you said so um yeah i'd jump on on that idea for sure yeah your, your videos okay. your your personality is your video the the right. keyboard is just a vehicle at that time right whatever it is that you're crafting yeah. it's just it it, it takes it gives you guys a, a medium to sort of have your personality uh uh like evo like rotate around like the the keyboard was the nucleus, and your and your uh, and your personality is what's swirling around it, and just in that video. But I think you nailed it. I think people are there to see you, and the keyboard's fun. The 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 cat wheel thing that you guys <laughs> made, which by the way was just so funny. The cat wheel uh, that you made, that stuff's fun. You know what I mean? But it's your personality really is what uh, uh, is what people are there people for. They'll come back for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that that's a big thing for you guys too in gaming. I mean, you know, your your, your builds are just an excuse for you to. You know, and, and some, so, you know, I, I guess it depends on if you're like, because you guys will make help content sometimes, or is it mainly just like experience content? A little bit of both. I mean, uh, my, yeah. the, the way I started off on YouTube was mainly, you know, like tutorials and stuff like that. So more the educational side. Um, mm -hmm. But then as, as I grew, like I realized that like there was a big viewership for just wanting to watch the experience piece. And I started yeah. kind of pushing myself to be, Cause I'm an engineer as well. Like, you know, I, so I like having, being an entertainer wasn't really ingrained in me or, or even my initial thought. And when I, when I started YouTube, that's something that I would be trying to do. Um, and so I started to realize that, yeah, that people 
they they want to be entertained. They they also want to learn as well. But um, so I'll try to do a little bit of both. I try to like in my my Minecraft videos, I'll try to show them something cool and maybe technical, and they could learn something from it. But at the same time, I also want to go and just like hang out and goof around with my friends and and like have yeah. some kind of personality yeah. that they can attach to. So it, it is a strong thing to juggle. It's a strong thing to transition from like tutorial based kind of tech, very technical to I'm here to entertain and, and like show you my personality and hope you like me. Um, and, but it's just been a, it's been a slow journey for me to do that. And at the same time, not completely letting go of the tech side, because I know that my initial following, that's what they came for. And if I just completely yeah. stopped doing technical Minecraft, then I'd probably lose them. And that would be a, a bit painful. So yeah, it well, all think, comes back to that big bus. Yeah, you yeah, know, you exactly. don't want to turn your bus too quickly <laughs> yeah. and have a bunch of them fall off all at once. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. one thing that that like a mental shift that I kind of clicked for me at some point in the process is we are making like the the thing that we're making is the vehicle for us to react to. I'm not sure if I'm saying this the best because I haven't fully like. Sometimes my, my brain gets ahead of my words. And we're <laughs> oh, sure yeah. Seth's so, so, words yeah. are hard you, right you now. You came with the disclaimer <laughs> on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but like, I'll, I'll take one more stab at it, then Caitlin can, can, can say better than me. <laughs> it's like, um, what, what, what we're doing and what we're making, the re one of the big reasons why we choose one project or another is like, one will have more for us to react to. And we're looking for us to have these experiences that we can react to. And that's one of the reasons why we might choose one thing over another. Okay, now you can say it better. Yeah, I think you okay. basically okay. said right. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Like we, we recently kind of had the realization of like putting it this way, but um, yeah, basically like, we're in a way almost creating reaction content, but we're not create we're not like reacting to like other videos online or like TikToks or this or that. We're like reacting to the experience of like making this thing. Mm -hmm. Or like in terms of, you know, playing games, we're like reacting to the experience of playing this game. And um yeah, that's why, you know, sometimes we might choose a project that like has a lot of resin in it because that has a lot of like interest to react to because resin is very unpredictable and it's kind of artistic. You never know where it's going to yeah. go as opposed to a woodworking based video, which there's not, you can't like react to a lot in the moment when you're doing a lot of woodworking because you need to be concentrating and measuring, <laughs> cutting and not cutting off your fingers. Yeah. And you know, yes. it's loud and stuff like that. You have a lot of safety gear on. It's not the best for like reacting in the moment. I think also that's why a lot of people in Minecraft will choose objectives that are hard or difficult or challenging. You put so yourself in a struggle end, condition. Yeah, you yeah. can be like, yes, success. I, I did it. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, that's yeah. a good point. Yep. That's a good point. You go after a big project that kind of seems like uh, kind of a tall order. And once you get to the end of it and you get There's to payoff. experience, you're like, look what I did, man. Yeah. 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 Well, also in, in the middle of the struggle, you can make a lot of, like you can you can get some good fun content out of that too because everyone relates to struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone has struggle in their lives, and then you're struggling with this goal that you set yourself, but that can still be entertaining to 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 watch people beat their head against that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was harder early on to um, not just hide the mistakes and the struggle, right? Like you wanted to portray, mm -hmm. I'm this perfect person, right? I I never get anything wrong, and so. 
I found myself early days not having the confidence to to leave that stuff in and be raw with it. Um, and so that I would come off is like, oh, this guy, is, he knows what he's doing. You know, he's a, a smart technical Minecrafter. Nowadays, now that I've kind of leaned more towards the entertainment piece, um, I, I, I like leaving that stuff in. I think it's raw, it's vulnerable, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's the thing that makes us human that the audience can relate to. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. You guys Do you ever build like a big contraption? You go to turn it on and then it's <laughs> complete, it completely complete breaks. Yeah, yep, yep. complete failure. And then you just kind of laugh it off and... Um, you know, I think at that point we're there to also be like life coaches, you know, in a way that, okay, I just had this big catastrophe moment and what am I going to do? I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to re-engineer it. And I'm going to show you, yep. uh, that I can get over this, get over this thing that yeah. happened and, and, and learn from it and, uh, overcome it. So I think there's like a lot of life lessons that we teach almost inadvertently through some of these stories we tell on uh, oh, in yeah. our videos, right? I agree. It's like leading by example in a yeah. way. Well, Evan and Caitlin, I got to tell you, I was nervous about this one. I was a little nervous about this, <laughs> this, this, and I'm going to tell you why. One of our lights just went out. Yeah. Um, all the interviews we've had uh, in the past is were, were people that we had pre-existing relationships with. We knew a lot about them. Uh, there was obviously a lot of fodder that we were both aware of. This was a. This was going to be. Uh, this is going to be a new one for me. This is. I'm. I'm excited, but I'm nervous about it. And I got to tell you. You guys are just like some of the most lovely people I've ever, <laughs> ever had the pleasure meeting. This has been nothing but a delight. This has been a well, you guys are really great too. I mean, you know, we, we, we love your vibes. I mean, that's, that's what, like, that's, that's, that's what we kind of look for. It's like, who, who, who do we match up with in terms of our energy and stuff like that? You know, we have yeah. that parasocial relationship that we'll have to, uh, exactly. we'll have to speed run a friendship when we finally make it to convention. Yeah. To, we're, yeah. We'll fight at a convention yeah. together. Yeah. No, let's exactly. bother, bother uh, Minecraft about another Minecon. Yep. Yes, yeah. please. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, maybe TwitchCon <laughs> or something someday. Uh, yeah. We can get you yeah. guys that. But uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you guys so much uh, for spending your time. Uh, we we this is one of our longer podcasts, which obviously means that we've had a great time uh, having this conversation <laughs> with you guys. So I appreciate you taking your time out, yeah. and it's been great getting to know you. Um, to our our viewers, listeners that obviously have never checked out your content, and I've got a chance now to kind of understand what you're about we encourage them to, to check it out we like to put links to all your stuffs in the descriptions and stuff so they'll give them a chance to go see yeah. what you're about yeah go check it's awesome. evident caitlin go check them out you're going to be interested in the things that you're seeing them do but uh me personally go check them out so you can see the cutest damn couple i've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life you, you guys are something special <laughs> keep it up yeah thanks for joining thanks, us thanks y'all yeah. thanks for having yeah. us you guys are amazing have a good one thanks so much guys Bye. Bye.